0: Super Bowl weekend is here. Happy Friday to all the villagers out there. This is Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is Brad Law. And really, this weekend should be all about Prince Tega Winogo, who is going for his second Super Bowl championship. And uh, Brad, I think it's just amazing. He's the only Auburn Tiger in the game. Yep. It's just amazing because he was meh at Auburn. But he's going to be one of the few Auburn Tigers with multiple Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl rings if they uh, pull it off this weekend.
1: Yeah. No. He. <laughs> okay. We're so, so we're just going to derail it right away. You just so casual. No, Prince Tega wasn't. Meh. He wasn't an average player at Auburn. He's not playing very much with the Chiefs. Their tackles are good, clearly, but he's
0: an NFL tackle. He's he he was a good player at Auburn. I think he was fine. I think he was a, f- <laughs> he was fine. I, I also think that that was a position where Gus Malzahn and his staff had a hard time recruiting. And so they had to kind of go the potential route and Prince Tega was the benefactor of that. But I don't okay. think anybody's going to say Prince Tega's great.
1: Okay. All right. Hang on now. What are, what are the two or three most important positions on a team? Quarterback, left okay. tackle, pass rusher, and now receiver. Right. Sure. So as you list those, left t- I would assume everybody would put left tackle in the top three most important positions. Sure. Okay. Prince Tega started 32 games. He was a first team all conference pick by I think pro football focus. Um, and others after the 2018 season. First team, all-conference selection, 32 starts. When you look back at that 2017 offense, very early in his college career, and he anchored that offensive line. He was a part... Look, that offensive line was good. That that offensive line also had Braden Smith but Mm -hmm. and some other really good dudes. But Prince Tega was a big part of that, started the year as a starter on that offensive line. The 2019 team, right, Mm -hmm. his last year, the running backs averaged over five yards per carry. That running game was fine in 2019 with a true freshman quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I I think he was better than just fine. I, I think Prince Tega, you could make the case, and maybe oh, that's no. what we're what about are you about to do? do? Make the case for what? I think you could make the case that Prince Tega is one of the top three to five players of the Gus Malzahn era at Auburn. And he's about to get his second Super Bowl ring to add to his collection for a guy who wasn't playing football 10 years ago.
0: All right, let's be conservative with this. Okay, Can we come up with five players of the Gus Malzahn era that are better than Prince Tega Winogo?
1: Well, and let me be clear. I'm not trying to disparage any other player. I'm not trying to bury any other player, including Prince Tega. I, Mm -hmm. I think you can make the case he's one of the top three to five. I think... In in such a subjective list, and I, let's hear your comments or read your comments too on this. We want to know what you think. Um, I think we could all fairly, as close to objectively as we could be, say Derek Brown would be number one. Okay, is that That's fair?
0: Fine. Sure. Okay. Sure. Now uh, you can d- you can you argue Prince Tega was a better player during the Gus Malzon era than Nick Marshall?
1: Boy, that's an interesting argument because the positions are so very different. What? Nick touches the ball every what? play. I said three to five. I'm not saying he's better. No, that's it's fine. Not.
0: I'm just let's just which ones if, do you want to argue? Let's go with the one. And if you don't want to argue Nick against Nick, that's fine. That's uh, I, I wouldn't. I think it's the right call. Yeah. So okay. is Nick, Nick's better than Prince Tega during the Gus Malzahn yeah, era. Yeah, right, We're in I, agreement yes. there. I'll give Braden you that. Smith.
1: I would say Braden Smith, yes, as well. So I'll give you, that's three. Number three, D. Ford? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Carlton Davis? Jamel Dean? I don't know. Those are all great picks, by the way. And again, that's not to bury those guys. on Johnson? Jarrett Stidham? They're in the discussion. They're in the discussion, but those aren't guys that I automatically surrender the conversation to. Jeff Holland? not a guy I automatically surrender the conversation to. Carl Lawson, Mon Adams? Not the, again, all these are in the same category. These are very, very good players. And I think you can have the discussion, but I think the importance of the left tackle position, the number of starts and his effectiveness at those starts. I don't think you overlook that, and I don't okay. think you know, you got a you got a Western Division championship team. You got a team that was right there against a brutal schedule for for another one. Um, now, they didn't ultimately win it. So they're like, you know, I mean, you don't win what you don't win. Your record is what it is. But to have the career that he had, he was so much better than just an average player.
0: Let's keep going. Uh, Trey Mason, carry on Johnson.
1: Yeah, carry on. You can uh, yeah, you can make the case for carry on, I think. He, or the dream again,
0: Mason?
1: I mean, he was in Gus's offense one year. Good point. That's and it was a dynamic year. Well, that yeah, came, obviously, I mean, if we're talking about that dynamic.
0: year and left tackle, I mean, Greg Robinson. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Here's, here's what gives me pause on Greg Robinson. He didn't have the kind of pro career that everybody assumed he was going to have when he was picked second. Sure. For whatever reason, I mean, look, and it just, he was a dominant collegiate offensive lineman, and Auburn doesn't have 2013 without him. But for me, there's a little bit of something holding me back because the fact that he didn't have the NFL career that everybody expected became, I would argue, the single biggest anti Auburn recruiting pitch that opposing coaches made. During Gus Malzon's tenure, and it was one of the big reasons why his offensive line recruiting wasn't it wasn't enough to win the SEC consistently
0: okay. interesting take. I do not disagree with it. yeah, I think that's the I think that's interesting. Uh, all right, so give me your top five players of the Gus Malzon era and where Prince Tega Winogo yeah. is in with your top five.
1: look, I, I asked a couple of friends this today, and here's what i got I got a uh, I got a Daniel Carlson response.
0: I thought about Daniel Carlson, too, but I wasn't positive if that went into the Brian Harson era or not. I couldn't remember. No, uh, Daniel was
1: was all OK. Gus. Got it, start to finish Gus Malzon. you know, arguably that he
0: has to be top five. He has
1: arguably to arguably saved Gus Malzon's job in 2016 single leggedly. Nice. In the Ar- in the uh, potentially LSU, true. potentially true. Like, does Gus Malison have the extra years that he has, if not for Daniel Carlson in 2016 against mm, LSU? Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So that's fine. I, I just think and and he's continuing to do it in the NFL. He's one of the most so, reliable kickers in the NFL. So
0: if you're telling me Prince Tegawanogo is a top three to five player in the Gus era, I need your top three to five players. I need I just need okay. to hear it. And then we'll we'll move you, on.
1: You need mine. Okay. Um you're the one who made the argument or said I know. That you
0: could make the arguments. I want to hear it.
1: Yeah, I, I think Braden's. I think Derek Brown one. Okay. I think Braden Smith two. Okay. I will go Nick Marshall three. That almost feels disrespectful, but that's fine.
0: Um, I get it. I you'd get put
1: it. him high. You'd put him at two.
0: I think so. Okay.
1: Over because he Smith. took
0: just because he took Auburn to a natty. That's so yeah. hard. Yeah. I get
1: it. I get it. And there. And look, beyond that. You get into a discussion of guys who you can make the argument for for sure, and I want to read the comments to tell me how how you know terribly off base this is. Um,
0: yeah, y'all don't hold back when I have a bad take. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> um, i'm I'm thinking of who I would absolutely put it for over Prince Tega because you've got you've got Derek Brown. Braden Smith. Mm-hmm. And Nick. And Nick. Okay. You know, uh,
1: here's another guy we haven't talked about yet. Ryan Davis became the leading receiver in Auburn football history. Didn't do anything mm-hmm. in the NFL, but became the leading receiver in terms of receptions in Auburn football history. Is he in the conversation for top five under Gus Malzahn?
0: No. Okay.
1: And I no, understand why. Not. Like, And I wouldn't push – Hard otherwise if if you want to give me a carry on johnson at four and a prince tega at five
0: i'm okay with that so you you have tega above carl lawson and mon adams and all of the corners that he brought in i would because i think the position of offensive tackle specifically
1: left tackle is that important and he was that consistent for a three-year stretch Right. So I put him there. Now, if you want to argue against him because he like should have been a top ten overall pick and he had the raw athleticism to do more, and you say that he didn't maximize his potential at Auburn, I don't have a hefty argument against that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think at that position and for it to translate now he hasn't had a shot in the NFL yet. Here you go. There you go. Let's go. He's he's on a team that has a good offensive line and he's playing behind a guy who just, you know, is better. But he's in the NFL.
0: He's he's still on the team. They yeah, think he's and, got something. Yeah, and he may have two rings by the end of yeah. the weekend. We'll That's see. right. We'll see. Yes, please drop your top five players of the Gus Malzahn era in the comments below. Can't wait can't wait. You know the best way to watch the Super Bowl, Brad? The big game? It's by uh, getting involved with our friends at mybookie.ag. There is no question about it. Our friends at mybookie.ag, they want to make sure you are set up and ready to go for the big game. So go over to mybookie.ag. You can do it on your uh, computer. It's even easier on your phone. They've got a great mobile-friendly website mybookie.ag use promo code next round when you make your first deposit They will give you extra bonus cash to wager on the big game so once again mybookie.ag use promo code next round all right uh are we doing a six-pack today brad yeah but it's going to be a six-pack of super bowl props okay do you want to do that now since we're like okay
1: okay following you All right, so uh, our Village Vice six-pack today is Super Bowl prop bets. Got it. And uh, the the first one I'm going to throw out there is, uh, will there be a score in the game in the first six minutes and 59 seconds?
0: Yes. I'm saying yes to that. Any score or touchdown? Any
1: score. Absolutely. I'm taking that. Yes. You think so? I think the offense is a little rusty, not rusty, but I I think it takes a little while to settle in offensively. Yeah. I'm going to go vehemently no, and I can't believe you would have the take. Yes, you're out of your mind. Two really good offenses, Brad. I understand, but defenses ain't bad. It's not like these are bad defenses. Sure, you're right. Okay. Um, Let's go next with the jersey number of the first touchdown scorer. Will it be odd or even?
0: Odd. Odd? All mm-hmm. right. Who do you
1: think that will, will be?
0: Well, I'm just thinking a Mahomes run, a Purdy uh-huh. run, a Kelsey run, mm-hmm. or catch, Um, an IUK catch. I'm just thinking a little. What, what number does McCaffrey wear? 23. I just looked that up because I was thinking he was going to
1: save the evens.
0: Yeah. So uh, all of the skill players that are kind of popping into my head are odd-numbered jerseys. So I'm going yeah. odd.
1: All right. I'm good with that as
0: well. Uh,
1: length of the longest touchdown in the game in yards. Length of the longest touchdown in yards. Uh, 44 and a half.
0: Wow, that's over a long under. score.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll take the under on that.
1: Okay. I'm going to go over. I think you'll have a play that's – I think there'll be one big play. A moment. Sure. Yeah, I think there'll be a moment. And if you have a sure. special teams play, you could have a special teams play that is Good point. Kind of a big swing to or defense or, or special teams.
0: Sure, right. hmm
1: all right. Total turnovers in the game, two
0: and a half over or under? I think that's what the line should be because I was thinking, like, okay, what's it going to be? I was thinking two and a half in my head when you're reading that. Uh, I'll go under. I'll go under. I think um, I just trust both of these quarterbacks in both of these systems, so I'll go under. All right. I kind of do, too. Um, here's
1: here's a fun one. Um, Gatorade bath color. Will it be? one of the be, best ones.
0: Huh? This is always one of the best props for sure.
1: Yeah, Gatorade bath color, uh, water clear orange, or any other
0: color. Orange is the most likely, according to Vegas, right? Right. And clear is the least likely. Well, y-
1: yeah, maybe so. But I so I guess like if it's water instead of actual Gatorade, but those are in one category. So water slash clear slash orange. Oh, that's okay. That's one choice. Got it. Okay. Or any other choice,
0: anything else? I think I'll go with the grouping. I'll go with the because okay. orange seems to be the most likely
1: thought. Man, you are not on your game today. Once again, such a poor, poor take. Um, I will go other. It'll either be red or blue. Okay, that's what I think. So I'm gonna pick the other category. Come Mix on, it. get it, get it together, Zach. Come on. I'm still um, shut
0: from the Prince tag, I think. <laughs>
1: Clearly. Okay. A uh, Position of the Super Bowl MVP. Will it be quarterback or any other position? Quarterback versus the field. So Purdy or Mahomes or anybody else? Or Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I think it's going to be a quarterback because yeah. if it's the Chiefs, they want to give it to Mahomes. If it's the Niners, they may want to give it to McCaffrey, but I don't think the Niners are gonna win. So I'll take yeah. quarterback. All right.
1: Uh I think we've done six, but I want to ask this question anyway. Uh Travis Kelsey receiving yards, 87 and a half. Over under. I went with his jersey number just for fun.
0: Okay. Got
1: it. Hmm. What do go- you What what did he have in the championship game?
0: I feel like he had more than that. Yeah, he went over a buck, I think, in that game. I think so. I think he scored two touchdowns Mm -hmm. in that, too. He was unstoppable. Yeah. I'm going to go over. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over that. Okay. I think I'm going to
1: go under. I think there'll be more of a... I think everybody's woken up to him now. And um,
0: Yeah. I mean, you could have said that going into the championship game, too. But I'm I'm with you. I I mean, just depends on what the Niners' game plan is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh,
1: Ultimately, who wins the game? Zach, San Francisco is a two-point favorite, according to our friends at mybookie.ag.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've said it the last few weeks when we've done these playoff picks, and I'm just just—I'm not picking against Kansas City right now. I'm just not going to do it. Nope, I tend
1: to agree. Uh, Taylor's boyfriend and the rest of their team uh, wins the game, and it's a big, big celebration. Uh, Over-under on screen time for Taylor Swift in the game. Let me set it at a minute 10 seconds. That's a long time. It is. It's much longer than what it's been on average for these games.
0: Is this for much the entire longer. broadcast, or is that just until the end of the game?
1: That's a great question because it impacts it tremendously. Because if the Chiefs win, there will be a ton of oh, they're going to find her one
0: hundred percent. Yeah, keeping on her as she finds
1: Travis and all that. So, let me say this: within seven minutes of the end of the game. So I'm going to give you, because because if I set that number at a minute 10 and it's just kick off to final whistle. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an easy under. under, right? Yeah. But if I include the first, let's say, 10 minutes after the game is over.
0: I'll take the over for that.
1: You'll take the over? All right. I think
0: I would. I think, I think I'm going to take the under. I think I'm going to take the under a still. long time. Yeah, It's a long time, but I'm really just banking on it staying on her if they win. And I, I think they win.
1: So yeah. That's All my right. thought. That's my All thought. right. There you go. That's Those are the last props that I have. Those are all okay. the props.
0: Well, let's talk a little Auburn basketball. Okay. Uh,
1: before we do that, though, I want to talk about yes. our friends at Manscaped. Please. Uh, promo code Vice at Manscaped.com. Guys, if you haven't done it yet, this is the time to do it. Uh, you get 20% off and free shipping. You got to make sure you use the promo code uh, Vice, though. And, uh, again, I'm talking about Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's not easy to say. Uh, but wow, it's easy to use. It gives you the, this kit is, it's a bunch of stuff in one bag, right? It starts with the Beard Hedger Pro. The Beard Hedger is a cordless trimmer with one guard with 20 different lengths. So no more messy drawers full of guards. And do I have the right one? And I got to check. And I, no, it's it's one guard with hmm. 20 lengths. Um, on top of that, it's water resistant. Uh, it runs, you know, you just run it under the sink, shave in the shower, easy cleanup no mess, no hassle. Um, So look, move the sticks from your old beard razor. All right, look and feel ready for the big game every day. You can make every day a super Sunday uh, with Manscaped's beard formulations, including the beard balm, beard oil, shampoo, and conditioner, plus a beard accessory pack. Did you know you needed a beard accessory pack? Yes. Got a beard brush, beard comb, beard scissors, Ah, uh, those for the finishing touches every modern bearded gentleman deserves. Wow, get it today at Manscape.com and make sure you use the promo code Vice for free shipping and twenty percent off.
0: Fantastic. All right, fantastic. Auburn basketball trying to do something they haven't done in a very long time. Yeah, tomorrow, Brad. Uh, that's uh, winning Gainesville.
1: Winning Gainesville. Yes, the the last time Auburn won in Gainesville, Bill Clinton was the president. Wow! I did not foul him in the lane. Um, not not what? Let's keep going. Not my best. You don't think Bill Clinton would use Manscaped if uh, if if he
0: were president today? Say something else. Is Bill Clinton? <laughs> you do the rest of the show like talking like your Bill Clinton. I don't think so. No, that's such a bad impression. It's like
1: an impression of somebody else's impression. Of got Bill it. Clinton. Sure. Um, tough. Tough to do. Like a lot of the analytics have this as the lowest percentage chance of a win for Auburn the rest of the year, even even less than the Knoxville trip in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Yes.
0: What is it about going to Gainesville, man? It's weird. Like this year's team is
1: interesting. They're they're all not all that dissimilar to Alabama in that they're guard heavy, um, and they like to play up tempo. Todd Golden, one of the hottest up and coming coaches mm-hmm. in the game, big on analytics and, right. you know, analytics are we can hate them or like them. you can have whatever you're feeling you want. But the reason they have become such a big part of sports is because they work they are They're tested. They're proven most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. So you can argue he's maximizing the talent that he's getting out of his team. I don't know if it's good or bad for Auburn that they lost their last game against Texas A&M because before that they had won four straight and they were averaging almost 90 points a game in that stretch. Um, I know they were off in the midweek, and I know they mm-hmm. haven't had a home game in two weeks. So with Auburn going in there, there won't be a rowdy-er crowd in Gainesville this year than what yeah, we see Saturday.
0: And those off games like sometimes I feel like that can help, and sometimes it can hurt like did they use it and get rested and they're fresh or are they out of sync now and we won't know until a few minutes into the game kind of how how Florida responds to that but this is gonna be a tough one Florida is a better offensive team than we all thought that they would be going into conference play so props to everything that they've done with the um you know with with what the gators are doing so I think Auburn wins though brad i think auburn wins i think they're neck i think they went out until they go to tennessee and i think if they do that that's enough for them to win the sec when it's all said and done
1: i think so too if they can pull that off this is the toughest five game stretch i think of the entire schedule it's brutal yeah
0: it's brutal and and
1: maybe it started against uh alabama or maybe it starts saturday but these these five are Boy, they're tough. But again, if you want to be at the very top of the you, gotta win. you gotta win tomorrow. You this win. is the kind of schedule. This is the kind of game. Yeah. So uh Broom, X factor again as he is so many times, but with such a guard heavy lineup, I think Auburn can have a size advantage again. And you know, can can Janai with like where he's from is like an hour away, I think, from Gainesville. Mm. So that stuff matters, a, man. That yeah. stuff matters. Yeah. Yes, it does. So can he not press too much early? and play within himself because, man, within himself is plenty to get the job done.
0: Yeah, and we saw this team not press in a very emotional and exciting situation against Alabama in the midweek. I was concerned they were going to come out too hot and too juiced. They did not. They were very controlled and very effective. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, I think that's going to be enough. I do think there is some concern regarding – like, was Wednesday an emotional high? You're going to have to come off of that yeah. a little bit. That I, I think that could be a concern. But once again, similar to Florida coming off of, you know, a, a few days off. We'll yeah. know how they respond pretty quickly, I think.
1: how And I, I do like, and I, we liked this at the beginning of the year, the number of veterans on this team that have gone through February in an SEC title chase before. Who, yeah, good point. You know, they help the guys understand. It's not even about... I mean, it's a little bit about Thursday, but it's much more about today. Can you lock in today? Today's your travel day. Friday's your travel day. You're gonna watch film. You're gonna walk through. You're gonna practice. Can you do? That's where you can win or lose the game. Is did I turn my mind where it needed to be in time? Yeah. And I don't think that's just plat. Like I don't think that's loft. I think that's real. And so yeah, how quickly can they do that um, to prepare for this very difficult game on the road? Yeah. Him.
0: Happy Prince Tega weekend to uh, to all <laughs> who celebrate. And uh, Brad, I think that about does it for today's show.
1: It does. Thanks everybody for watching. Enjoy the uh, super weekend. And remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.